everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. Um, this is episode 125. Wow, nice round number. Um, and we are going to be talking about the um, Mercury's retrograde in Libra. So um, this particular um, we're, on this particular episode, I'm going to talk about a little bit about, you know, um, what what it is means when a planet goes retrograde and uh, when Mercury. And then also this the, the particular characteristics of this one. This is a very, very powerful one. It's very profound. And I think it's going to have a lot of impact on the collective. And I'll get into that a little later, certainly in our own lives. But um, anyway, so we're going to talk about that, about how, um, you know, how it works, this partic these particular characteristics, and then, uh, you know, what we might look for with the, you know, associated with these particular qualities. And then also, um, there's going to be, um, I, I drilled down with my Astro software, and I found the, the Kasimi moment. So it's a very, very sacred moment that's available in any retrograde. And um, I'm going to talk more about that and, and exactly where, where it is and what exact days. And um, all of this is Eastern Standard Time. So please adjust your clocks uh, forward or backward. But the um, it's going to be coming up and, and what we might do with this. And it's something that, I, that inspired me. And I'm going to share all of my, um, my thoughts. But certainly, it'll give you some um, impetus and it perhaps hopefully some inspiration for you to do something uh, really useful and proactive and dynamic with this transit. So, all right, you ready? Here we go. About three times a year, sometimes four, Mercury will, which is the planet of communication, connections, commerce, um, data, information, uh, electronic equipment, you know, cars, transportation, right? All of the above. Uh, that about three to four times a year goes retrograde. And all planets, ex you know, except for the sun and the moon, all the planets retrograde. So literally it means step back from the Latin retrograde, step back. And so when it does this, it um, at, in its orbit, you know, around the sun, and, and when, it, when it steps back, it gives us an opportunity where, where it's moving then in motion, in the primary motion with the sun. So it's moving with the sun, not against the grain, like all the planets move in secondary motion. Sorry, I don't mean to be so technical here, but um, when, and that is like, it's carrying, it's like the dross of the earth and the heavy the heaviness, right? And it's our earth experience. It's it's our, our schoolhouse, right? Earth being our schoolhouse where we're learning our lessons. When a planet retrogrades, it goes in the direction of the sun. And so when it does that for however long, in this case with Mercury, it's usually, it's three weeks. And um, when it does, it takes on more of a, I would say like the higher self, the higher qualities of the planet. And so it's moving in, and, and so it's more aligned with like the divine essence of what that planet represents rather than the, the everyday work, workaday world. And so um, when that happens, um, it certainly um, gives us a chance to review things and look at things in a higher light. And with, in the case of Mercury, you know, our higher mind really kicks in. Um, we can have some very magical, um, especially with Mercury retrograde. Mercury was the god, the magician, the alchemist. 
right? The shapeshifter who would go in, in and out of worlds, mysteriously appearing and disappearing and reappearing, changing, changing, uh, shape, shape-shifting and changing, right? Like the, the coyote trickster in, in the native and indigenous traditions. And so Mercury was uh, androgynous, you know, he was male, but he was female, but he was both. You know, it's like, and all, all of the above, right? So there's this whole thing about changeability and um, and fluidity and curiosity. And so with with him moving in and out of the worlds, um, going to Mount Mount Olympus and, and hanging with the, the big CEOs, right? And getting all their messages, coming down into the lower realms and sharing them with the masses. So that's like, that's the archetype that is generally, you know, agreed upon with Mercury. So um, Mercury is also healing, you know, he, he carries the, 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 if you've seen those, you know, paintings and statues, he's always carrying the caduceus, the staff of Mercury, which is actually the logo of the American Medical Association. Thank you. Um, and it's the two snakes are wrapped around the rod with the wings at the top. You know, I think we're all pretty familiar with that. So um, the staff of Mercury. So Mercury is very aligned with healing. And so, and, and as a matter of fact, if you think about, um, you know, like pharmacies often, you know, you, you'll see these, these things. And, and, and in Europe and, and in South America, uh, pharmacy always has a green cross, like a red cross, you know, the equi equilateral, but it's green. And so mercury is associated with green, which is the color of healing and, um, and magic and alchemy. So it's changing things. So anyway, um, these are all, you know, basic little intro, right, about mercury. And mercury is... Um, very interesting. You know, a lot of people, of course, they get, and I used to when young years and years ago, I used to get so crazy when Mercury went retrograde. And um, I used to really notice it and all these little fluff ups and mess ups with communication or saying the wrong thing or understanding someone wrong, you know, which is so common with any Mercury retrograde, no matter what the sign. Um, but um, I used to get me crazy, but over the years, as I got older, I'm like, okay, you know what, when I became more centered and still in myself and allowing the, the, <clears throat> the movements and the ups and downs and the, in the valleys and the ebbs and flows of life, then I, it was no longer an issue for me. So it, it hasn't been for a very long time. However, it's still a very, um, it's a, it's a sacred time and it's a really important, um, to, to really, um, we, we get a lot of value when we uh, go in there deeply and, and examine this and really pull it into our meditations and our, our contemplations. So um, it moves in the direction of the sun. This is about higher mind. Um, where are now Mercury, you know, when you think about the planet Mercury, it's about our beliefs, what we think, our, our curiosity, the extent to which we can change our mind and uh, look at things in a new light, look at things differently, right? So um, in, um, in the case of this particular one, Mercury is retrograde in, this year it's all been the air signs, right? So we had Gemini, Mercury retrograde in Gemini over the summer, and now it's in Libra, right? It's cycled through to the next air sign. So Mercury retrograde in Libra, you know, what does that look like? Well, that means that Mercury is stepping back in, in Venus's house, 
right? Libra is ruled by Venus. So it has this Venusian kind of patina over it. And uh, what might that, what might we expect in that kind of thing? Well, um, you know, we, we get the pure expression of the planet. You almost, you could almost say it's almost like visiting with your higher self, like, and you're, if, if you ever were in the presence of somebody special, you're not thinking about the day-to-day, -day, you know, paying the electric bill. It's like you're, you're thinking of broader, broader, higher, bigger picture themes, right? So the, so we're seeing the pure expression of the planet, um, the mystical, otherworldly aspects uh, emerge when, when Mercury comes, you know, in retrograde, comes to the fore. Communication, telepathy, higher knowledge, wisdom, um, the higher mind, um, you know, there's, there's a kind of refinement that goes on. And in the, um, in the sign of Venus, well, Venus is, is a benefic, it's a, it's a, it gives grace and peace. Venus wants love and connection and harmony. So re retrograde Mercury is asking us, look at our relationships. Look at where is there harmony? Where is harmony missing? Where is unity and connection and peace and love? Where, where is it and where is it missing? And what are the stories and beliefs that we have around relationships about love and connection? This is where we, the universe gives us these built-in opportunities, you know, courtesy of the universe, mother nature, and will uh, give us an opportunity to revisit, right? So we're not looking at like nothing is fixed and it's asking us to really look and see our, you know, what, especially, you know, what, what are things that really need to change and maybe we haven't been conscious of. I would say too, before I get into the, um, what this particular one is going to look like um, and when, I wouldn't, well, I also want to say that, you know, the, the mercury, you know, all, all you chemists out there, if you're, you're, you remember your high school chemistry class, but mercury was quicksilver, right? And it, it's, and it, I don't know if they still do this. It was, it's very toxic to touch mercury, right? You know, I mean, they wouldn't let us high school kids near that stuff, but you know, you know, somebody would break a thermometer and the mercury would kind of blob around and you would not be touching it, right? It's highly toxic. Well, mercury unrefined is highly toxic. But what most of us don't realize is refined mercury is actually a healing agent. Many years ago, I actually had a set of mala beads, prayer beads that were given to me by a friend. And they were actually, they were from India and they were made out of mercury. Now, you know, when, when they were first given to me, I'm like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> what are you trying to do? Kill me, right? <laughs> With prayer beads, I don't know. Um, and they looked like sterling silver, but they were refined. They came from probably an ashram or something in India, and they were refined. So it, it was refined and therefore a healing agent. Now, I happened to find out for a fact of that it wasn't just that I was taking this person's uh, word for it. <laughs> there is a wonderful Swami, and I've mentioned him uh, in, in previous years on the podcast, um, Swami Gurunath Siddhanath. And you can look him up on YouTube. Uh, he lives in the Himalayas and he there's an, oh, he has spent time there 
and he's, I think he's even met Mahavatar Babaji. But anyway, he's this wonderful uh, yogi in India and he has an ashram. I wanna say it's outside Mumbai or Pune. Anyway, um, what he has done is taken a, he's created a Mercury shivaling. So it's a large mound of Mercury and it is, um, and he has with his obviously very advanced, you know, Siddhis uh, abilities, he has, um, worked it and, and refined it with his thoughts and prayers. And so he made it from, from toxicity into, um, into its refined form and therefore healing. And so this shiveling, and you can see it's really cool, a mercury shiveling. You might even, there might even be a Google search for that, but it's really cool to see this very large, uh, like this monolithic, slab of rounded, you know, it's a shiveling and in, in this ashram. And he did that because he said it was going to help reduce the mind chatter on the planet. So it's really a wonderful, obviously a very wonderful thing. So uh, I can imagine just being in the presence of that, like, wow, you know, pretty cool, but it's almost like a, like a, a tower or a, a sort of mystical Kind of like we have internet towers, which are obviously, I mean, the cell phone towers, which are, you know, polluting the environment, but this thing counteracts and um, it's for assisting us in getting out of our chatty mind into the higher mind, right? Mercury refined is healing. Mercury unrefined is toxic. So we're looking at what, what are our toxic beliefs about relationships? Now, interestingly enough, this in, in this particular Mercury retrograde, so that brings me to the next portion of our chat. Mercury's retrograde, the, the real signature of this is um, the fact that it is square to Pluto within a degree. So Pluto is at the uh, 24th degree of Capricorn and, and Mercury is, going, is exactly squaring it when it begins its retrograde. So that's like a little birth chart, right? So that's giving us a clue as to what, what's gonna be happening, what's going to reveal itself. Um, the nature and qualities of this particular retrograde. So uh, here we go. Um, now, I, I also have to say that there has been this week, it's been very tough. I, I, I'm sure, you know, many of you I have heard from that have really been through it. Um, you know, my, my, with life and love and loss, um, you know, my, my Toby, um, gosh, I don't want to start crying again, um, still hasn't come home. Um, and I've had to just make my peace with the fact that she's not here, my beloved cat of five years. Um, and so um, it, it's just been a lot, you know, a very, very, there's been other people with losses, you know, the Uranus opposition with Neptune, um, uh, sorry, Venus and Uranus opposition, um, you know, is obviously a really intense Venus and in, in, not in its, her home sign of Scorpio. So there's uh, loved ones, death, passing, um, you know, some very dark things. Uh, you know, I think about Gabby Petito, the woman that was um, murdered in um, in the Grand Teton Forest and they're, they're in a manhunt out for her boyfriend. And so very, very Venus-Uranus opposition, you know, with Scorpio. But um, I know that the opposition is actually has moved away. It's not exact anymore. So Venus is off that mark of the exact opposition, but we're still feeling it. We're coming out of that as Mercury goes retrograde in, in with a square to Pluto, which is, um, it's all about darkness and toxicity. 
um, with the square, it's it's really um, it's almost like you know Toto pulling back the curtain on the wizard to say, hey, you know, you, we all say we want peace and love and harmony. Well, we we need to take a look at what's running in the background that we're not aware of. So if you imagine, you know, Toto pulling that curtain back on the wizard, all of a sudden, you know, Dorothy saw, wow, she was so afraid of this big flaming head, you know, in the, in the, in that big room. And then she saw like, wait a minute, um, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of here. Once we uncover the machinery, right, we see the mechanisms that are running these things which are really, we come to see are illusions. It's not real. So her fear and all was unfounded. And she realized that when Toto pulled the curtain back. So there's this, we're looking with the Pluto uh, square, it's, it's forcing us in a square, right? It's a conflict and it's, it's forcing us to look very deeply and profoundly at these subconscious mechanisms that are running us, that are part of our reality structure, that are definitely impacting the way in which we relate or if we even can, or whatever is in, a, in, in the way of having loving, peaceful, harmonious relationships is nasty stuff, right? So these next three weeks are gonna be bringing up a lot of really heavy things, a lot of surprises perhaps, secrets. I've already seen it in my own life. I've, I've heard about it from others, you know, secrets about things that, especially with families or family karma, whether it's your family of origin, or maybe you have an adopted family or a spiritual family, many different kinds of families, right? So um, there, are, there are secrets, there are maybe agreements that are broken when you think about uh, the, you know, uh, Mercury in the sign of Libra, right? So our agreements and our connections, connections broken, relationships broken, agreements, uh, where we have been out of integrity. And the Pluto square is asking us go deep and really examine, go to the root, not just like, oh yeah, that was really bad, but like, like let's go back and um, and let's go trace this. You know, I, I start, I've been seeing uh, in my own life, I'm taking this amazing uh, writing course called Loving the Process with um, the wonderful Holly Payberg Taroya. Oh my goodness, what a, an amazing course. I've just started it. I'll probably talk more about it as we get into it, but um, it's a creative process. Um, it's an incredible course I'm taking, but I'm I'm looking more deeply on into these layers and layers of these old old thoughts and and patterns that that I really didn't want to pay much attention to. Kind of like oh yeah 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 there, but like really look deep. So this Mercury retrograde is really digging up stuff, and it may not be easy. It'll it won't. It's painful. You know, Pluto is showing us things we stuff and don't want to see. Uh, however, the good news about Pluto is um, first, it, it's kind of like with Mercury, you know, first you have to get through the, the, um, the unrefined stuff, the toxic stuff before you can get that good stuff. Same thing with Pluto. First, it shows us what needs to change all these toxicities and purgings, and it can be a very a deeply emotional, cathartic time, a lot of emotional purging, kind of like a volcano coming up, right? If you find a secret that it freaks you out and your whole world blows up, that, it, that could very well happen if it hasn't already started during this transit of Mercury. So just to know that and give ourselves grace, you know, Mercury in Libra was like, yes, keep coming from love, 
allow this darkness to come up. It's for our greatest good and give ourselves grace and give others grace. That would be, uh, would be a really high use of, of this. So uh, Mercury, I mean, sorry, Pluto in, in uh, Capricorn is giving us, um, you know, it's, it's societal too. It's not just in our personal relationships. So um, we're looking at unconscious behaviors, secrets, uh, laws, uh, perhaps like in the collective, I think about, um, you know, the, the uh, dark of the plutocracy, you know, the billionaires that kind of run the show. And we've been seeing the seamy, the dark side of all that in the last many years. Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008, right? So that is a long-term Pluto, uh, Toto pulling back the curtain, right? About our economy, about the corp corporate life and you know, all of the uh, governmental structures and societal structures you know, that we have um, taken for granted and not uh, examine the toxicity. Of course, Black Lives Matter, the Me Too movement, these are all, these are examples of that unraveling of this toxic structure. The good news is once that toxicity is, is revealed, first we gotta see it, right? And to, as it's being purged, but then eventually, then, then, having that out of the way, we have a sustainable, a healthy, sustainable society that is, that can be sustained. You know, we, we can't live like this with the, the trashing the earth and people making billions of dollars and it, it, where others suffer. You know, this, this is not a sustainable model. So the Pluto with this Mercury squaring Pluto, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of really good stuff around and we all, it's, we'll continue women values, uh, women's self-esteem, um, the just love and peace and harmony and connection and diplomacy. So we'll see um, these things will be uh, coming to the fore. Um, you know, how do we connect? And is there a, um, do we do, do we connect with somebody because we'll get something out of it? You know, we, we don't really want to admit that, but you know, is it really fully, completely free of agenda? I don't know, that, that might be uh, one thing that, that could come up for us. I would say too that, um, you know, in terms of the uh, collective, because this Mercury is in a cardinal sign of Libra and Pluto is also in a cardinal sign, Capricorn, the cardinal signs are about change, change making, right? So. Um, I would say that perhaps, um, you know, this is a huge, this is a very, very important transit, really deep and profound. This one really has roots. So I would say women values, equality, uh, rights, certainly the rights of women um, are, are going to be very, very prominent. And I, I, I know that uh, one of the things that came up was, um, there was this the producer of this HBO series, the uh, the Wire. He was um, he was uh, he pulled a production uh, from um, from Texas. Because he was going to do his uh, the um, the show in Texas, shoot another. I guess you know the next time you know production came up, and he. Um, he said, no, he's pulling it and he's looking for another, an alternative state because of the, the incredibly restrictive abortion law 
reproductive rights that just got signed into, um, into I think it was earlier this month. And so he's, he said, I'm standing up for women. Um, I'm standing up for women and, uh, and civil liberties. And so the classic, right? There it is. The other thing too, what, what, what makes this um, particular um, alignment with Mercury and Pluto squaring, Mars is also in the mix. Mars is in Libra. Now that is not the greatest place for Mars, right? He doesn't really like to do well in Libra. So very interesting. Uh, Venus is not in, in her, um, Venus in Scorpio. So she is not in her, um, she's in exile and Mars is also, <laughs> Venus and Mars are both not in the homes they're used to being in. So um, that doesn't, that means that the way and the things that they need to do, it, it's not the easiest environment. But I like this Mars and Libra. Um, I don't consider uh, that detrimental at all. <laughs> Actually, I think it's pretty cool considering what we're up to in our society. You know, these these planets that are considered in detriment or exile, you know, that that is only one part of the story. It's like, how do we make that work for us? Well, in this case, it's very obvious that producer who pulled the HBO series is showing us Mars and Libra, right? With hey, I'm going to stand up and fight for women. I'm going to stand up and fight for what's fair and what's real and honest and fight for equality. So, um, yeah, so that is um, Sun, Mercury, and Mars in, in, in uh, joining up, you know, in, in the Temple of Venus. So this is definitely the goddess, the divine feminine, the, that the, the, the divinity and the, the peace and love and connection um, all getting, we're re, all of us collectively are revisiting it in our own lives and in society. Um, so yes, very, very important, uh, powerful time. And I would say too, a change in direction, a cardinal, a cardinal sign. And when you think about laws with Pluto and Capricorn, right? The, the, the Saturn rules Capricorn. So the laws and doing what's right. Um, so there could be with this retrograde, um, it would be a change in direction uh, regarding rights, uh, things getting revisited. I know the Supreme Court, they're revisiting the, um, the Texas abortion law. So you see it's already at work. The exact dates for this is go are going to be uh, this Monday, September 27th. It is going to be retrograding at 1.10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at the 25th degree, 25 degrees of Libra. And then um, it will come out of, um, it will station direct. It will start moving forward again on Monday, October 18th. So that's just three weeks, right? And, um, and so that's, that's its, its trip. Now, the, the hardest part, the, the most intense part is when it's in the exact square to Pluto. So that's going to be watch this week, especially around September 30th, Thursday, September 30th, it'll be an exact square with Pluto through to about Tuesday, October 5th. So the end of this month into the beginning of next month, very diff uh, difficult, you know, a lot of harsh, <laughs> could off sometimes be some brutal truths revealed. <clears throat> but again, this is all being done for us, not to us, right? And what, what does that card totally say? whatever you are given in your life is it's for the greatest evolution of your consciousness even though of course 
you know, losing Toby like I did, I, I, I didn't, I, yes, I understand intellectually, but you know, it hurts, you know, hurts like hell. A lot of tears, did a lot of EFT tapping for that one. Um, and on top of all that, the square with Pluto, we have to remember too, these, the part of the zodiac that is between 15 degrees of Libra and 15 degrees of Scorpio, which is what most astrologers, ancient and medieval astrologers agreed on, was called the Via Combusta, the fiery road. And it's a, an especially challenging part of the zodiac because that area is uh, the sun um, and the moon. The sun is in its fall in Libra and the moon is in its fall in Scorpio. So Libra, Scorpio. So the luminaries, right? The two planets that light up our, our, our little solar system, uh, both of them, there's no light emitting, right? So that's why they considered it. It's, it's considered a difficult path. So yeah, we're gonna be journeying through this. So again, give grace. Give grace to yourself and to others as we move through this. Coming from that deep well of compassion, divine mother compassion. I'm sure there's, there are many, many, um, you know, I love mantras. Uh, mantras to Kali Ma, K-A-L-I, Ma. Kali Ma is like the, you know, she's the aspect of the divine feminine that's like slays the ego. She looks real scary. You know, she's got like, like she's slaying people's heads and you see her with these, these you know, with eyes, really intense eyes. And she's depicted with a black skin and cutting people's heads off. So she represents the dark, the dark, the darkness that the richness that comes out of facing our deepest, darkest fears and reprogramming, reprogramming ourselves. Um, and so slaying the ego, that's what she does. She's not killing people, she's killing the ego. Right, so Kali Ma, that would be a great Ma Durga, you know, all those Kali Ma um, divine mother mantras, you know, crank them out, man. We're gonna we're gonna need them in Mercury and Libra squaring Pluto on the Via Combusta. Uh, let's see what else would like to say. Uh, beliefs revisited, right? So old lovers, you could connect with an old relationship, a person in your life, um, perhaps a former relationship. People from your past always come back in Mercury retrograde, but especially this one. And this one might be one that might have ended badly uh, or had some darkness associated with it or the extreme difficulty, manipulation, control, abuse. You know, these are all topics that could definitely come up. I would say, um, you know, with Mercury being the trickster in the sign of Libra, Oh, this kind of beware of this glossing over of nicey nice and real pretty because underneath is um, another story, right? So, you know, the Potemkin village of, of what something might look like on the surface is not the reality. And so this, this will give us an opportunity to explore that. Um, deep dark corners explored, family patterns, family karma, and a chance to rewrite this karma for future generations. So think about that. That's the, the, the changes we make, the painful truths that we confront are really, it's not just going to heal what's in our immediate 
it's it's going to heal DNA changes. You 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 guys know that, right? If if as you evolve, your DNA is never static; it's changing. So as we heal these things collectively and individually, not only does our DNA change, our family karma gets rewritten. This is a very esoteric concept, but it's true that family karma gets rewritten and dark patterns of abuse or whatever might have been in our family lines can can be resolved and they don't have to keep going forward you know it's like getting off the wheel of reincarnation right you just you you eventually you get it and you're like okay i'm free of this i don't have to keep doing the same thing over and over and um neither does anybody else so um these are the things that are available to us um I would say too, the financial and the banking system, the legislative system, laws, finances, banks, relationships, women, government, all of these things are definitely um, ripe for um, ripe for that revisit and into the higher mind, right? That mercury in that higher mind. So it's like coming, having a chat with the divine and then coming back down to earth at the end of the uh, mercury retrograde. Like, okay, let's, let's, take these insights and put them into action. So now the, I wanna finish by saying, um, this is exactly when th there are some magical uh, moments and windows in which we can actually um, really put our desires out there for the deepest, most profound healing. Um, like I said, Monday, September 27th, it goes retrograde. Then um, at, at a certain point, a planet, when it gets close to the sun, which is what happens in retrograde, it meets up with the sun and it looks, of course, from our appearance on earth, it looks like it's going backwards. Um, but um, the, the part where it's extremely right in the presence of the sun is called Kazemi. And uh, there on Friday, October 8th, the sun, Mercury and Mars are all gonna be at 16 degrees of Libra. And so, you know, what does that look like? Well, it's almost like if you can imagine, you know, this is, this is my little um, metaphor. If you can imagine uh, being in a, uh, a palace, you're going to see the king and it's like, wow, that's really exciting. And the king has all these like guards around his palace because, you know, they don't want just any old people showing up, right? They gotta be secure. Well, coming, approaching the sun is like you get burned up, right? But imagine um, like kind of like getting burned up by the security cards <laughs> and you're losing your identity. If you've ever, you know, um, if you could imagine a, like a, 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 an actress or actor on the red carpet at the Oscars and they're wearing this gorgeous gown and everybody's paying attention to them, right? All the cameras are going off, the paparazzi. And imagine if you were like the uh, person standing next to them um, and you weren't famous. Well, nobody is really looking at you. You're, you're losing your identity. You can't really feel yourself because you yourself are so like in awe, like starstruck, right? Of this fabulous Jessica Chastain or whoever, right? You know, Viola Davis on this gorgeous outfit. And so we lose ourselves. So as we approach, as, as the planet Mercury approaches the sun and gets within in what's called under the beams, it's very, um, it's just blotted out its identity. However, once it gets, we'll say inside the palace walls, that is uh, considered Kazemi. So you're, you, you have a special protection. 
So you kind of have to run the gauntlet to get <laughs> right from those guards keeping you out of the palace. But once you once you get inside, you're okay. Then then you have the secretive, incredibly uh, powerful meeting with the king or the queen. We'll call, say the queen in this case because it's Venus's temple, right? Um, and then, then you get these outrageous insights and downloads, and then you take them and you gotta run out of that palace again. You're kind of not seen again, but then you come out after that and you're fine. And you take that wisdom that you learned where the queen was whispering in your ear in that moment of Kazemi, and you, you, it changes your life. It makes you a better person, transforms you. So Friday, October 8th, 8 a.m. Eastern time, Kazemi begins, it's within, now some people say, oh, it's only one degree, some say it's two, I'm giving you two degrees. So the weekend of October 8th and 9th is really powerful. So the Kazemi begins, Sun, Mercury, Mars, 16 degrees. What does that say that Mars, it's not only that you have this private audience with the queen, where you're not only just standing in that throne room, she's actually like, come here, I wanna talk to you. And it's like she's whispering, nobody else, not the courtiers or all these other palace staff, nobody can hear it. It's like a special, special message from like the divine mother to you. It's like, listen, right in your ear, only you are allowed to hear it. You can imagine how special that is, right? It's special enough being in the room with her, but then you're like, and so you, you get this incredibly intense personalized message. And then you're like, oh my God, you know, you take it home with you. So that is going, and, but with Mars there, I, I like this, the fact that Mars is right there with Mercury, it's like she, she's summoning both. Okay, you communication person and you, that warrior, come over here. And Mars is, is, is not, he's you know in that sign of libra he's not that um, fight clubbing anybody to death with his stupid caveman antics and bat you know he's got this uh, he's gracefully you mean you can imagine a picture of a of a knight kneeling very very honorably in front of a queen you know like just like like the knights at the round table you know like the guy's on his knee and he has a sword as a sign he's like you know, very, very humble and respectful. And, and so he's not fighting, he's not slashing people. And it's like, he's saying, you know what? I don't wanna fight anymore. I don't wanna kill off people. I don't wanna kill off relationships anymore. I don't wanna dominate and, and be right. I'm tired of being right. I'm tired of doing these things. Tell me what I need to do. And then Venus is, you know, the, the sun in Venus's thumbs up is saying, you know what, <clears throat> here's how we can work. Like, let us take that warrior element and have you fight for peace, fight for love, fight for, you know, use, channel that energy and passion instead of being angry, channel that into something fruitful where you can make a breakthrough and start and change direction and start to love somebody where love had not been present. So yeah, use their, it's about using our strength and our drive to create love and harmony rather than being right. What's that line? You know, you could either be right or you could be happy. So this is our opportunity. I like that. So there is on, on uh, Saturday, October 9th, this is when the, so 
in the room, in the palace room, Friday, 8 a.m., October 8th, Eastern Standard Time, right? You get the warrior yourself, right? And then October 9th, 12.07 p.m. Eastern Time to 12, 20 minute period to 12.27. I was up for hours last night, cranking my little Astro software, the wheel advancing and minute by minute, second by second to get these exact, you know, can I say Mercury and Virgo? I'm just a nerd with details, but we need this. 12.07 to 12.27, magical 20 minute in the afternoon, right around lunchtime, right? That is a 20 minute magical, that's when the queen is whispering in our ear. So what would you do? This is the moment when Mercury goes, changes from evening star to morning star. So it's, it's like an initiation process. So from then on, he's gonna be seen in the morning. When, when, when Mercury changes from, from Virgo to Gemini, from evening star Virgo to morning star Gemini, it's like the energy, the way in which Mercury is expressing itself is more, in, it goes from an intuitive contemplative energy to busy, enthusiastic, curious, like think of the morning herald, dawn of a new day, new, new connections and new, new beliefs. Um, uh, kind of refreshed and invigorated and uh, ready to take on the world. So um, I would recommend, oh, okay, so let me just finish this. So October, Sunday, 9 p.m. So that's that 20 minute period, 1207 to 1227. Now you're, you're still gonna be in the throne room on Saturday. They're not gonna kick you out for it, right? You're still enjoying the wedding, <laughs> right? Having a good time. It's hobnobbing, still allowing downloads and insights. It's still a rich time. Then Sunday, October 10th at 9 p.m., about that time, the window closes. So it's like, okay, now it's time to leave the palace. But we've had a great day. We've had an incredible uh, amount of insights. Um, by Wednesday, October 13th, where the palace guards having chased you out from Sunday to Wednesday and under the heat of the sun, ah, it's uncomfortable here. I can't feel and see myself. Finally, you're out of that combust. And, um, and then uh, you're then by Monday, the 18th, um, that's when Mercury goes direct again. And then, you know, it goes on its merry way. Stations direct at 10 degrees of Libra. So if you have planets at these points at 25 degrees to 10 degrees, 10 to 25 degrees of Libra, Capricorn, Aries, or what's the one I'm missing? Libra, Capricorn, I'm going blank here because it's Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Libra, Cancer, Capricorn, Aries. Hello. <laughs> I'm an astrologer for a living. <laughs> um, so when you uh, when you have a planets at those points, this will definitely register strongly. I know I do. Um, and so um, definitely been seeing really deep, deep things, mechanisms that have been running me and um, spent a lot of time crying the other day. Most of the day was crying, but good tears, you know, release as seeing things newly, open, my heart opening, opening to more vulnerability. You know, I, I, I grew up in New York in the culture of New York and in, in the suburbs of Long Island. And, and for 13 years, I, I worked on Madison Avenue and many moons ago in my previous, previous life. And, um, you know, in the culture of New York, if, if you've ever lived there or 
worked with anybody from there. You know, that culture, especially when I was there, it was just, it's always cutthroat, but it was really cutthroat in the eighties. Oh my goodness. And um, if you show any vulnerability, and, it, and this is true, of course, in society, in Western society in general, but especially in New York, it was like ground zero for like brutal. And you couldn't show vulnerability. You couldn't cry. You, you would be run over by a Mack truck. You know, I was telling my Holly, my, my writing coach, you know, it's like, you know, and so you had to put on all this armor and it was pretense and nobody could be real with each other or you, the way you had to trust people, you, 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 you can't, it's a, or it's, it's a hell of a difficult journey to trust. So, um, you know, th this is about un undoing, unraveling, you know, we're in a very deep process now with Me Too and Black Lives Matter and, and such, where we're unraveling all these toxic things that are so toxic, like we, we, we just put up with them without even like kind of like resign, like, oh, this is just the way it is. But guess what? We're not doing that anymore. And so it's not going to happen overnight. But this three week transit with Mercury retrograde, very, very powerful, really for making these enormous shifts and a turn in direction with society. So um, for that 20 minutes, this is what I'm gonna recommend you before we sign off here. That 20 minute period on Saturday, October 9th, my mother's birthday, thank you, mom, um, is 1207 to 1227. Make, do a little, not just a prayer, but really, if you can just put that time aside, make a little ceremony, maybe maybe write down or maybe some pictures or light a candle. I'm thinking of personally, the Supreme Court, all legislators and politicians and lawmakers around the world, really call them in, in into your heart. And really, you know, just program and ask the divine for like, what is it that we need to do and who do we need to be to have to realize the most just and equitable society and what's just and equitable in ourselves. Obviously, if it's not starting from within us as individuals, it can't filter out. The, the, the collective is a reflection of our individual consciousness, right? So as we change, that changes. But I would say whether, whether it's collective with this, like the Supreme Court or, or, and or our own, just to really use that time because that's, there's, there's Venus, you know, whisk, wants to whisper in your ear. You have a private audience for 20 minutes. That's like super, super clear. And you can send your wish out and your desire and your prayer, send it out to the world in that sacred window of time. The next Mercury Kazemi will be November 29th. So um, we, we definitely, we have some time here to the next one, which will be at seven degrees of Sagittarius. But, you know, like I said, because this one has that square with Pluto, which has such import, and there's so much writing on our society at large, and all of these structures of how we run our lives, our reality, um, and our boundaries, and, you know, reshaping and in including more people, being more vulnerable as a society, all of this is up. So, you know, I invite you to use that, that weekend, the October 8th, 9th, 10th, especially that Saturday, October 9th, 
noontime, you know, use that wisely and, um, you know, see what happens, you know, let me know and leave a message in the chat box below, or you could email me Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. I know some of you are shy. You often just write to me. That's, that's fine. We, we love you anyway. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's all I wanted to share for today. I, and I hope you found that useful and interesting and uh, mostly interest, uh, you know, useful for your, for your life. Uh, that is my uh, sincere desire and wish that everyone who listens to this is blessed and uplifted, whether you see it or hear it or both, um, that may, may, these, um, may these thoughts and ideas bless and uplift you and um, bring you further on your path with love and joy and connection. So that's, that's my prayer for, for all of these episodes. Anyway, all right. So that's all for now. And um, if, like I said, if you want to contact me personally, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com, the email's below, starsoundastrology.com. I can certainly help you if, you know, with astrology charts and readings, and if certainly for this in particular and anything else. So that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening, and you have a very, very blessed day. Namaste. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>